What's going on, friends? Uh, I have, uh, again, my two really good friends, uh, Boltar and Juan. And today we are in Cal State Hayward, e- East Bay. That's right. Juan, how are you, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Boltar, how are you? Uh, doing good. Beautiful day out here yeah. in Cal State Hayward. We're uh, about to check out the Roots game tonight. So, yeah. That's right. I'm excited. And it's a good time for us to, just because it's such a mellow day today no major tailgate right we have a little bit of time not a lot of uh, yeah distractions and uh music and and drinking and way drinking. different than a saturday <laughs> uh, a saturday night game oh yeah wednesdays right. are a little more mellow for sure yeah so uh let, let's get to it um the first half of this we'll we'll talk about all the fun we had with alcohol yeah uh both are said it the other day um, and it, it's so true. Uh, and I think this is how we're going to divide the podcast. Uh, it's going to be, uh, this episode, we'll talk about the fun we had with alcohol. Plus when it started to become a problem fun and with ha- problems, yeah, fun with problems. That's right. And then as we move on, the next episode would be more so, uh, the no- problems. yeah, just the problems, <laughs> not that much fun, but a lot of really good stories. Um, there'll be coming out as we go we don't really talk about what we're going to talk about in the podcast so we just um wing it yeah we just wing it so anyways um i know last time we talked a lot about uh the raider tailgates um and the reason why we we kind of went back there uh so much was because it, it's kind of the space where both are myself and juan you know we that's where we were drinking together we were having a lot of fun um but during that time i do want to say that that are for me at least uh without noticing my just kind of that that part of me that's like hey that's enough alcohol Mm. it was no longer there Mm. but i wasn't paying attention to that Mm -hmm. right like there was plenty of games that i went to that i was like i'm not going to drink today and with all honesty, those ended up being the worst games for me. <laughs> it's when I ended up fucked up the most, yeah. you know? So it was that kind of like that for you, Botar? Oh, well, if I ever did uh, say that I wasn't going to drink, you know, that was, uh, <laughs> I don't think that was in my vocabulary, man. But um, yeah, moderation uh, was never really a thing for me. Uh, even early on as, a, uh, as in high school, it was just like, uh, for me, it was just like, give me a, give me a drink and keep it coming, keep one in my hand. Um, cause, uh, you know, I mean, that's everybody, uh, you know, cause people look at you and it's like, Hey man, why aren't you drinking? Why you need another drink? Uh, your hand is empty. And so, yeah, I'm like, yeah, man, keep them yeah. coming. Yeah. So, um, as far as like thinking about, uh, you know, moderating or stopping that came later on, you know, in life, uh, uh, definitely after the, the Raider tail games. I don't think I ever went to one sober. Let's just put it that way. As a non-Raider fan, yeah. uh, I needed to go not sober. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think there was ever a sober Raider game for you. Juan, were you ever sober at Raider games? There was one time when I was sober at a Raider tailgate, and I think I, I spoke about it a little bit in the first episode where everything was annoying me. But, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, well, so why why were you everyone that, that day? That's why I don't I don't remember. But you had to <laughs> why one game? Yeah, driving or for something? some reason I wasn't drinking that game. Yeah, or maybe I saw how fucked up because you know sometimes you're coming out the game and like you didn't drive, but then you see the drivers like fucked up, so you're like, <laughs> oh shit, let me. The uh, drivers drinking more than yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, let me pump the brakes because some of these guys tend to drop coolers off the back of their trucks Yeehaw. and shit. <laughs> Jeez, that's a whole story on its own. So maybe we can talk about, because I think what comes right before um, the problems, I feel, at least for me, is the blackouts, mm. right? Like for me, my blackouts just became more uh, more common. Mm. It, it At first, I was like, holy shit, I blacked out, you know? And then it, they just became so normal 
of course, because of the amount of alcohol that I was drinking, right? So my blackouts definitely started at Raider games, and then they moved on, right? I, uh, I'm going to share a bit more of uh, on my side, and then we'll move on to uh, both our your story on how it just, you know, alcoholism started to develop uh, within you. So for me, it's... Um, I, w- I was, uh, of course, the Raiders. And then after the Raiders, uh, I started to hang out with some really great friends of mine. Um, th- they were music festival people, right? And I remember uh, one time, my f- I-, I had been to Coachella already, I want to say maybe like five years in a row, because it always landed on my birthday. So I would go. And, and the thing with Coachella, it's like, it's so hot. It's so hard to get shit-faced over there. Just because of the heat, it, 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 I mean, I don't want to say you sweat it out, but yeah, there's a thing about the heat. And I've talked to a few people and they feel the same, that it's when you're in that kind of heat, it's harder to get drunk. Or it can go the other way, right? You can get extra fucked up hmm. with the heat. So uh, Coachella for me was a lot of good times, a lot of drinking, but, you know, uh, it just, I don't think I ever blacked out there. But so these other friends invited me to um, more of an underground music festival. It was um, Symbiosis at the time. And then, you know, uh, realized that that kind of festival hosts is, um, other festivals, right? But anyways, I, my first time at this festival, I'm already hammered hmm. by the time we're in line because everybody was drinking it. Oh, yeah. I want to say it took like an hour and a half to to get into these uh, music festivals. Pre-game. But they're, but they're always in um, native land. Hmm. So they don't allow police oh, in these, uh, in the land, right? So you can see police up to the gate. But once you pass the gate, it's a free-for-all. Wow. Which is kind of crazy because I've been to a lot of other music events before and I've seen people pass out drunk and faint and have overdoses and stuff like that. And... Um, I, I honestly think it's because of how much security there is at these uh, venues that people just end up taking a lot of it all at once. And what mm. I realized at these other festi- music festivals that were with no police, um, people were kind of taking their sweet time with their drugs, with their alcohol and Makes all sense. that. Yeah. So anyways, at, at this festival, I was really drunk already because everyone was drinking in line. And uh, I remember this lady came up to me. I had no idea what was going on. My friends had jumped out of the car. Uh, they were dancing in, in, like, the car in front of us. It was, like, this big-ass van with, like, big speakers. And, you know, because the line is going so slow, it gives you time to go out and mingle and, and drink. So I was pretty shit-faced already. And I'm moving the car slowly every time we got to move. And at this point, this lady dressed as a cop yeah. comes and bangs on my window. And she's like, she's like, are you fucked up right now? And I didn't know what to answer. And she's like, roll your window down. And I roll my window down. She's got like this uh, ticket book thing. Mind you, this is my first time at these kinds of festivals. So I didn't understand what was going on. She's like, how fucked up are you right now? And I was like, I'm a little drunk. And she gave me a ticket. Wow. But it was, it was, it was a, I, I wasn't fucked up enough ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so it, Drink uh, more. Yeah, she was just another person in the crowd dressed as a cop That's and funny. just fucking around. So uh, inside of the venue, uh, it's the most drugs I had seen people consume before. Um, I, it was all in the open. People were right up front of the DJs. And, you know, I don't want to... Uh, put like this dark cloud over these festivals because um, it's it's a really good time and people are really responsive. I do want to say that mm. uh, it's a lot of uh, very kind-hearted people. It's 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 just it's not a bad place. It, it and I know I'm speaking of drugs too, but it's not that kind of place. But people were open about you know their consumption there and all that. So for me, that's where my uh, fun like the highest point of my fun with alcohol mm. happened. Mm. We were bringing in bottles after bottles of tequila and we were pounding them every day. I want to say two of the biggest tequila bottles we would finish between three of us in a day and mm-hmm. a, and through the night and through the morning and through the night and through the morning. It's just, it wow. was a nonstop. Like some of these festivals, I mean, I remember um, Oregon Eclipse was eight days long. 
and mm. I was fucked up for all eight of them, Damn. right? So, yeah, and, and, you know, this is where my consumption with Molly, of course, Ecstasy, um, I had already tried Adderall at the time, I had tried Blow at the time, mm. I had tried, I had already tried mushrooms and, and acid and all this stuff, but, like, I was moving on to, like, harder drugs, right? And it, it just happened so slow that I didn't realize, like, what I was doing, right? It was yeah. just in, in very little increments where it was like, do I want to try Somali? Sure. <laughs> and that experience was great, yeah. right? And then do I want to try blow? I mean, that's a whole story on its own on how it even started. Uh, and, and, and I had a great trip the first time, right? Oh, and right. it's like, here we go, right? Yeah. It's like, well, if I can do it once, it, you know, it, it's Next not like you do it. Yeah, yeah, right. And the thing, it's like, you know, uh, now you're not scared of it anymore. Uh, you yeah. know, now you're like, oh, that wasn't as bad as uh, people say. People say, yeah. right? You know, it's uh, and everyone's doing it in front of me. And so, anyways, uh, I, I I just want to get to that point where, uh, for me, my highest point with alcohol and drugs was during music festivals. And what a fucking amazing time it was. I don't want to say it wasn't. Yeah. You know, but I I think with. With everything, you know, too much of everything mm. will fuck with you, mm. you know. And I was doing a whole lot of everything uh, just during the festivals. I also want to throw it out there that never at home, never. Uh, I actually never even bought any of it. A lot of it was that my friends had it. And, you mm. know, so it was always accessible at, at all of these parties for me, you know. So for me, I was having the time of my life with alcohol, making me more uh, social, Mm -hmm. drugs making me feel great being able to drink more being able to last longer you know I'm, we're getting out of uh events at two in the morning and then doing like after parties until six in the morning right seven eight nine ten in the morning sometimes right and like non-stop with with whatever you can imagine and i'm sure a lot of people who are listening this is such a common thing you know it's it's uh when i started to be open more about you know, even the drug consumption, um, I realized how many people actually fucking do this shit. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyways, just just wanted to touch a bit about how what my highest point with alcohol was. And I want to say that this was maybe like a two year span for me of just like having an amazing time with my friends. Uh, and we were traveling to different states and, and doing all kinds of um, music festivals. And, you know, and it was I want to say two solid good years of crazy fun what about what about you both are what 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 was what was the highest part of your yeah of your alcohol experience uh highest part as in the best times of my life uh with alcohol are yeah. uh definitely in college man um yeah. once i hit college i went to sf state um and uh i mean it's, you know you're in that age where you're just partying man and everybody loves to drink everybody's drinking and not only that sf state has a pub inside the lounge area oh, the main what? yeah so there so you could go in any time of the day and go get a drink at the pub uh, um, and just, you know, par start partying and go to class if you want. I don't know as long, you know, but it's, it was just very weird to me that there was a pub <laughs> inside the school wow. uh, during school times or class class hours. Yeesh. And so, you know, hey, man, anytime, you know, uh, right before class, you know, let's go get a shot, let's go get a beer uh, during lunch or in, in after classes, you know, that's where you start. You pregame at the, at the pub and then you go out to the city, uh, wherever, you know, bars, uh, uh, wow. um, everything. So uh, it, it, it was everywhere uh, yeah. and um um and the easy accessibility to it just kind of like was like hey man yeah why not and um because there was never a there was never not a reason to drink man and so um yeah but well, it was uh, good times and and during those times um i never uh got into any kinds of trouble that sure. you know would scare me away from it yeah. yeah i'd black out certain times um but you know luckily you know it's like i i end up uh, i woke up at my buddy's house or something sure you know yeah I mean? nothing like, yeah nothing, nothing to like yeah. cause an alarm exactly to go off or like hey yeah. i got a problem um, sure. because it's, it's it was funny that you guys talk about blacking out like yeah it didn't cause any alarm <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's normal. Dude, I blacked out one. I blacked out once at a music festival with this guy with with Bo. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We went you guys to went Arizona. to Arizona. What was oh, it? Arizona. Rock Fiesta. Rock Fiesta yeah. in the oh, desert. That was the best time and, of my life uh, too, bro. We Sheesh. fucking we got fucked up. 
we the last part I remember we got on some giant water slide. Oh yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my Middle last words, bro. I told Pancho, I'll see you on the other side. That's the last <laughs> thing I remember, bro. Literally. <laughs> the next thing that happens, I wake up in a dark place. I'm all wet. I don't know what the fuck Yo. happened. <laughs> Why am I here? My fucking shorts are like halfway down my ass. Shut I'm the like, fuck up. That, that was not wow. me. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And I don't have my glasses on. Oh, so you so can't, I see, can't shit. see shit. Damn, fuck. So I'm wet. I don't know where I'm at. I'm in a dark place. I don't got my glasses. And I start just feeling around like, what the fuck is this? And I started put slowly started putting it together okay this is one of our tents <laughs> all right here's my phone and yeah it just it was a horrible feeling not so, knowing where the fuck you were and you guys are like oh yeah i blacked out but it wasn't a flag <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to me I, that was like hey. i mean no it would have been a flag if i would have woken up in a dark place with my pants with down. my pants <laughs> half, <laughs> half down my cheeks you know like and wet as fuck yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and and the thing too it's like you're at a music festival, so you're you're around a lot of people, and I can understand the confusion there because it's like you already know you're not home. Yeah. I mean, if you wake up and you're in your bed, you're like, "Cool, I guess it wasn't mm -hmm. that bad, right?" Mm -hmm. So yeah. no, I I've I've also shared uh, a similar experience like that, and same thing, you know, like being too blacked out, and even at music festivals, waking up and for like a second not knowing where the fuck I was at. But of course, quickly I'm like, "Oh, I'm surrounded by good people and all that." You know, so um, anyways, so both are for you when you were in college and you were drinking, were you did you have a limit then or, or was it just more casual? Like, sure, sometimes you'll get fucked up, sometimes not. Or, or was it always a consistent thing with you? No. Yeah. No, it wasn't consistent for sure. No, there were times. I mean, you know, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't a conscious decision to drink a lot or not drink a lot it was just kind of like i'm drinking looking me da la gana whatever i feel like in the moment and luckily like yeah there were times where it was just like all right that's enough i'm still here and you know you just go home pass out yeah rinse repeat you know go to work the next day were you able to go to parties without drinking or was there always alcohol involved i mean no, there was always alcohol, but I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, it like just I never. Yeah, it, there wasn't the option to, you know, or or it didn't come into my mind like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't drink. Just sure, because there was there, no why, reason. Why? Why? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm going to a party, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm hanging out with the boys. Yeah, we're going true. to the pub. We're doing but, this. But what I'm trying to get at is that it, it seems that alcohol was needed, although you may not think you needed it. If it was there, it was. It was. It's always a plus, right? Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. And then most places you go to, there's beer. There's beer around us right now. Yep. yep. Right. So it's like Yummy. it's Sorry, a thing. Guys. No, you're good. <laughs> um, and so what, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's that we also grow up from going from high school and you know what we called it last time. It's kind of like your your free. What do we call it? Your freedom moment or yeah, whatever. Freedom, yeah. It's um, where you know you're an you, adult. You're an adult, right? Yeah, or you think you are. <laughs> um, and alcohol's everywhere. So now that's also part of being an adult, drinking, right? So yeah, totally. any any event that I went to, yeah, there was alcohol. But for me, I also didn't realize that I needed it, but I was looking for it mm. because now that I don't drink, I realize. I'm not a very social person. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. anxiety and, and I want to get out of places where I don't feel good sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, but alcohol always masked that. And I didn't For know sure. that I was uh, masking it. Yeah, or doing that. Yeah, yeah. Needing, needing alcohol. Sometimes I did, right? I would get to a party really nervous and be like, fuck, I need a couple shots. But never did I think that I was doing anything wrong like, you know? like, you, like you were dependent on it that's right yeah, yeah. but but to, i was feel social, but i yeah. was because if there wasn't and i got to the party and there wasn't any available it's like okay well then let's go to the store real quick and get a bottle or something right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. anyways um again we're gonna break this podcast into two so uh there were some really great times i'm sure everyone who has i mean i don't want to say everyone but the majority of people who have uh consumed alcohol uh, they know uh, that it can turn a sad night into a good night. It can turn an angry night into a great night. Mm -hmm. It can turn a fun party to an, an amazing party, right? And then, um, so, you know, after uh, music festivals, for me, that's when problems started to happen. And I didn't realize that there were problems just yet. 
because it was one situation and then a gap and another situation. So for me was getting to music festivals and we were already drinking, like I said, in line. And that was like, traditionally, that's just what you do. To get into these kinds of music festivals, I mean, Oregon Eclipse took us uh, 13 hours to get in, right? Mm-hmm. From from the moment um, th- that you get in line to the moment that you get your tent uh, or your spot for your tent, um, it took us 13 hours, and I was hammered <laughs> by that time, right? So sure. anyways, um, what I didn't realize is that if I had one drink, that meant I had to be drinking for the rest of the day because mm-hmm. there was no, like, again, there was no reason to stop, yeah. right? We're at a party, we're at a festival, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, on a quick note, I remember thinking to myself back in the day was like, uh, you know, like, hey, you want to go grab a drink? And it's like, no, one drink? Like, no, what's the point? Nah, yeah. I'm good. And I wouldn't drink. Sure. And I wouldn't drink because... Like one's not enough. It, it's not enough. What's, why what, even why tickle even, my pickle? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why bother? Well, why bother, too? You know, sure. it's like, you know, like, there, you know, if there's no point. It, and it was, if the point wasn't to, like, get messed up, and not necessarily black out, but just, like, get drunk, have a good time, why am I going to drink? One was not enough, so why yeah. even do it? So yeah. so there were times I said no, but only because it wasn't going to lead to more. Right, know, right. And for me, it's... Um, my story was more so that I'm such, and this is connected, but I'm such a light sleeper. I wake up at four in the morning every day. I still do. Uh, so for me, drinking, and regardless of how late I go to bed, I wake up at four, five, wow. six, the latest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happened with me is that I was drinking a lot, let's say till two in the morning, and I would wake up four or five in the morning at these music festivals hammered still right really drunk at least um and for me it's like i could i didn't i didn't want to sober and then go through a hangover so why not just keep it going yeah right so i was waking up at i want to say you know five in the morning i walk out of my tent there's people still partying right they haven't gone to bed and it's back to drinking right so what that turned was that the whole weekend i was completely drunk out of my mind right but by this point if you if if you are a liquor drinker it's it's so different from a beer drinker right and and i'll ask juan this question right now i'm a liquor drinker i know you were a liquor drinker too both are Mm -hmm. yeah you became one because at least for me it, it, it hits quicker sure um and I get more hammer. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. more bang for the buck yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you get bloated with beer. You know, you don't get that drunk. Anyways, that that was my experience. But um, so m- once you've been drinking liquor for one, two, three days straight, straight, mm-hmm. you now have to go through withdrawals, mm-hmm. right? And at first, I didn't know what they were. Mm. I didn't know I was withdrawing. I I just knew that it was the gnarliest fucking hangover I've ever had, right? So, and that is such a hard process on its own. We'll get to that too. But so what ended up happening with me is that I was driving back home drunk from these festivals because I wasn't going to sober up during a, a music festival, Right, right. you know? I'm just going to drink more. And, and, and I drove so many times um, drunk after festivals uh, and I would be falling asleep because I didn't sleep all weekend. Mm. And I would, in order to stay up, I would take another shot mm-hmm. of Hennessy or tequila or whatever I had. And I already knew I needed a bottle near me to make it home because I would take a shot. I'd wake up. I'd feel good. Yeah. And I'm cruising. Revived. Right. And so I didn't realize that was a problem. It just had happened at this festival. Mm-hmm. A few months later. It happened again at another music festival, right? So it was the festivals for you. Right. So for me, my, my relapses were always parties, music festivals. I was never a home drinker. I was never a let me buy a six-pack and have it at home. I, I never bought a bottle and kept it at home. That just wasn't me. You know, for me, it was going out and needing liquor to feel good. 
Now, I want to ask Juan this. Juan, you're more of a beer drinker, right? Or, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I technically... Uh, technically. I'll go more <laughs> uh, for tequila, like, at parties and stuff. But just, sure. like, tailgating and just, like, normal stuff. Yeah, mainly beer. Yeah. I mean, my thing is I don't really... When I go somewhere to hang out, I don't decide, like, oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that or drink this or drink that. It's just... However it goes. But but know? for the most part, I mean, your drink of choice is not straight liquor. Like, I nah, never see nah. you always bringing a bottle to yeah, a tailgate. Nah, 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 yeah. I never see yeah, you. So beer like, would be. Yeah. Like, you know, right now you're having a beer and that's fine. Uh, and I know when shots do come around, um, you don't go straight for the bottle. Like, yeah, I've seen you even take your time and be like, hey, what time is it? Or, what yeah. you know, <laughs> am I driving or what? Definitely. Like there is some responsibility before you even do that. And I've seen you hold off for a second. Might yeah. not be a whole lot because there is a lot of pressure sometimes at these tailgates and stuff. But I have seen you be like, hey, you know, yeah, give me a sec, I don't know not right now. I don't know what to call it, but um, I kind of go through scenarios in my head. Like, uh, like you're saying, like, I'll look at the time. And be like, okay, I could take some shots right now. Or if it's really late, like, nah, that's enough for me. Yeah. Or even depends on the situation, right? Am, am I with my wife? Am I solo? Do I have uh, other people with me that I'm responsible for? So then, like, you know, this shit goes through mm -hmm. my head before I fucking yeah. drink too responsible. much. Responsible. Yeah, yeah. Juan. So I'm kind of the odd man out here with you guys. No, no. Well, that's why we want to have you. It's like, it, it, not because him and I... We, took it too far with alcohol means everyone sh or like everyone should be sobering up and stuff like you until this day you've been totally fine and but you haven't f uh fell into the trap that we did right yeah no i definitely know when like i call it when to pump my brakes yeah so let me ask you this um have you ever been like liquored hammered like and i mean like hammered straight off of liquor yeah, I mean, there were Raider games where I got carried out, bro, and that was <laughs> you did, huh? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? There's my. <laughs> I don't know if wifey's gonna like this. My uh, my wedding night, we fucking, you know, we got married in Vegas. We we had the wedding, got married. We went to a club afterwards, and you know, we got bottle service, and it was just shots, shots Yo the whole night. And you know, traditionally, at the at, when you get married, at the end of the night, you you carry your wife into, into <laughs> the room, you know. And Threshold. My Fuck. wedding night was not like that. My Yeesh. wedding night, I got carried by my boys, which there's video of them carrying me over their shoulders through the casino nice. from the club. Nice. They took me to my room <laughs> and they laid me down in my bed. Yeah. On my wedding night. Yeah. Because. Just gone off the liquor. Nice. Sheesh. Love but, it. hey, it's your wedding it's night. It's my you wedding know? night. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but, okay, so maybe what I'm trying to get at is that have you ever experienced what a liquor hangover is versus a beer hangover? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah? The liquor one is worse, bro. Oh, mm -hmm. so you have but felt it. But you know it. what? Sometimes I think... My my worst liquor hangovers have been because of mixing. Mm. Yeah. Mixing different alcohols. Yeah, different mm. like dude, like we've had parties where I mix like I started off the night drinking the or started off the day drinking champagne, doing mimosas. Yeah. Then I started drinking beer, then tequila, and then like friends showed up with mezcal, so I drank some mezcal with them. Then like my sister showed up with some henny. So then I was drinking henny. Ooh. And that, dude, that those are those times where you're fucking yakking. The next morning, you're yakking some more, and then I'm like, I'm never drinking again. Bro, I've, yeah. I've heard people, non-God believers pray to God <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. day after, you know, and be like, yo, but, God, please take this But I've me. also had days where I've got fucked up off tequila, like just drinking tequila the whole night. Yeah. And it's not as bad as a hangover as mixing it all. Mm. Yeah. Or mixing all that shit, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know... 
I'm sure you didn't do it for three days in a row. No, or I, more. I've never, I've never gone to the extent you guys. Went. Right, right. Like I said, one night throw up, and I'm like, that's, that's it. it. I'm it, never huh? drinking Un- again until and next I weekend. Won't, yeah, and I won't drink for at least <laughs> at least one week, two weeks. You guys were like, fucking yeah. the next day, you're you're like, ah, oh, this will make me feel better. <laughs> Hair the dog. That's oh, yeah. right, and yeah. then keep it going. Right. I never, so I never um, went back to that. Before we get into like the really bad part of or when these problems started. I think this is a very important uh, subject to talk about because ultimately what we're trying to get at with this uh, podcast is to help those people who don't know how to ask for help or haven't realized the signs just yet um, uh, that they are, you know, maybe headed towards the same path. Because what I learned in AA was that um, regardless of what route you take, you end up on the same path as most alcoholics. Uh, I do want to say that um, the signs are there from, at least for me, they were there very early on and I wasn't paying attention to them. You know, I was almost thinking that, again, it was just an experience that I had, you know, but, but my signs were, of course, not being able to go to a party without liquor, mm. right? Uh, my signs were pre-gaming extra hard. My signs were pushing people to drink to my limit, right? Like I was, I, I was the guy who was like, ah, oh, come on, catch up, you know. Um, and and now I realize that I just needed drinking friends, hmm. you know, and I was pushing them so they can be like me. Right. So we weren't alone doing it. That's right. Because if people weren't getting as trashed as I was, I don't know if I'd be getting that trash. Right. So I was like, you know, you always want to have everyone be drinking around you. And it's so true. Once once you once you, you know, get away from alcohol, you do realize the people who are alcohol, not that they're alcoholics, but they are heavy drinkers and how they push others to drink with them as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we were just talking about it with uh, our friend. Right. Somebody. Somebody totally respects a sober person and says, good for you, right? But that same person can be like, can see somebody not drinking that much and be like, oh, what a pussy. You're not drinking that much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yet you're respecting the person who wants to be completely sober and you can't respect the person who's taking it easy. Mm, Interesting. Right? So for this part and and for the listeners out there, man... um, if you think you might have a problem, you probably have a problem building up, right? Um, if if there's already been consequences or uh, things that could have gone, you know, south and you're driving drunk and, you know, you're using any situation to drink. I'm not saying you're going to turn into a full-blown alcoholic, but it is very easy to become a full-blown alcoholic without you even realizing it because you don't realize you're an alcoholic until you're a full-blown alcoholic <laughs> at least that was my experience was it was that kind of what happened with you both when did i realize i was an alcoholic oh man yeah i mean <clears throat> yeah definitely uh, uh you don't see the signs or you see them but you don't you know think of it as hey this i am an alcoholic you're just drinking a lot or you justify it you know you justify it because you're at a party whatever the festivals whatever it is there's a reason to and so it's not that bad mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong with drinking at a celebration blah 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 sure right um so yeah so it so you're right you you don't see the signs until mm-hmm. it's too late um and and so, well, I don't know, you know, uh, when's the right time to talk about, like, when we became fully blown aware. Um, yeah, well, I mean, so I'm sure that there was also signs for you, but you didn't pay attention, right? Like, was there already things kind of like, you know, were you driving drunk? Were you, um, yeah, I mean, there has to be a point maybe for you where you were like, finding friends that drank like you or maybe a partner that drank like well, you? Or? Well, so, I mean, yeah, all my friends were, were drinkers, so whenever we hung out, that was it. And, yeah. and that's what we did. It's, it's what you do. Let, let me ask you this. Mm. What? So you and, and your ex-wife, of course, mm. uh, got a divorce, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? What was, your, what was your drinking like right before you got a divorce, and what was it like after you got a divorce? Okay. Yeah, so, well... 
even just leading up to it, um, you know, as not being happy with the marriage and all that. Um, um, and, um, I would, I would drink at home. Um, and it wasn't hard or anything. I would just drink beer. I would stick to beer because I knew that I can handle that. I can, mm. um, and I wouldn't black out. Um, I'd be able to, to still maintain and drink all the time. We'd mm-hmm. go, I'd go to camping trips and Juan be there and, um, you know, you'd buy, you'd buy the Bud Light or, you know, the Corona, the, 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 the beer that will let you drink all day long, all yeah. night long, <laughs> all weekend long. Right. Just got to piss a lot. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. But, um, you know, um, so to me, it didn't seem like a problem because it wasn't heavy heavy drinking i didn't get into hard liquor until way after 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 my uh after my divorce uh i met uh my girlfriend at the time and i didn't know it until later on that she had a drinking problem Mm. that she had a drinking problem and she would drink hard liquor because again it hits you quicker sure so you don't have to buy as much you don't have to hold as much or or hide as much yeah just have one shot it's like that yeah, many beers exactly right? like, and, yeah. and then that you know and so um so then uh bec- through because of her then that's when i started getting into alcohol as well oh yeah um and so i got a taste for it drinking to her level you know um, having a good time uh, having a good time yeah. man it, one of the best times is when you and your girl are just you know hammered together yeah. and watching a movie watching whatever bring Netflix the snacks and, chill. And, and it's just one of the, the best <laughs> times man sure yeah um, i i um I lived through that because uh, you and I were roommates at that time. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I, crazy enough, <laughs> my girlfriend at the time was already an alcoholic. And I didn't realize it till later on, right? But she is also the reason why I was introduced to heavy liquor. See, we're and, in the same boat. There. That's right. So her, her preference was vodka. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because now that I recognized signs and all that, I realized how she was hiding alcohol from me, from mm. people. Like, she would put it in her coffee. She would drink at work because her and I worked together. And so she would, she would you know, uh, she would hide it. But yet the reasons that she gave behind it just made sense. Mm. You know, it's like, hey, it's a Friday. I'm just going to hang out. And I was yeah. like, all right, cool. So w- when did you realize that your ex-girlfriend was an alcoholic? like an alcoholic what was did she tell you or were you catching on to certain things it was uh i got a phone call and uh she was distraught over something you know personal but uh you could just hear it you could just hear it she was mm. you know there was uh alcohol talking you know slurring a little bit yeah. and stuff like that and uh as the conversation went on i was like just thinking i was like yeah oh my god I think she's got a problem. Wow. I think she's, you know, and, um, and it was early, uh, in our relationship, but, um, because I loved her so much, I didn't, uh, say anything. Sure. I didn't yeah. bring it up as that it was a bad thing. Um, maybe and, it was and one you were time. already drinking too. Sure. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But it wasn't to that level sure. n- n- now realizing it like, wow, I, she was way ahead of me. Yeah. And, um, and, um, and you were catching and up. And I was sometimes. catching up, yeah. man. Yeah. And I and I did catch up. And I did catch up because you hang out with the, your, with the people that, you know, that uh, you show me four drinkers, you hang out with them, and you'll be the fifth one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I right. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what it is. It's so, true. Um, you, you, you start to become who you hang out with. Yeah. And um, so, so did you ever, did you guys ever talk about this? Like, did you guys ever say, like, I mean, I guess... Maybe she's not going to admit that she has a problem or something. But was there any conversations ever of like, hey, we should slow down or anything? Or was it always like, this is great? Um, yeah, no, there definitely got a point. And and, and it's only because her, her family got involved as well as yeah. far as like uh, her, her, you know, her father was the one that came up to me and was like, hey, man, she's got a problem. And, wow. and so it just kind of like solidified what I had already thought. Mm. Um, and uh so that so it's just but I didn't realize it to one extent because then there were troubles with you know police or or just family issues uh, DUIs things of that sort just things that you're like wow this I'm not at that level at all yeah. and it's only because I didn't get caught right that's you right know what I'm saying we were at that level you, you know but we were man yeah. and um so so 
So rather, uh, I, I tried to help her. We try to help each other. But, you know, there's a, you know, there's a point where, hey, man, you got to join uh, the party because, you know, a grown up is going to do what a grown up wants to do. That's and, right. And, 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 and it's more fun. It's more fun to just drunk together. To go along with the with the with what's going on than to try to hold somebody back. Yeah. Um, I I that was kind of my experience too and maybe we'll talk a bit about this. It's uh both her and I uh lived together for some time. I want to say maybe a year. Yeah, about a year. Yeah. yeah. Um and during that time, I was also having a lot of problems with uh my ex-girlfriend at the time. Um so there was a lot of now alcohol fighting. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah. Like oh yeah. Like we would get drunk watching a movie. <laughs> And uh, the littlest thing would set us off, right? Yeah. Either her or me in, like, a way that she said something, a way that I said something. And uh, I'm sure you can hear the arguments. Uh, I heard many, yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and, and probably I, saying and I you heard, heard my stuff. Yeah. And I heard I mean, quite a few, too. Those um, were thin, man. Yeah. And, and again, this was all just because of alcohol. Emotions are running crazy high. Um, and, you know, and what sucks about that is that the decisions that we make during those times, the words that we use while we're fucked up and talking shit you know they're pretty fucking hurtful you know mm. i remember one time i share this story uh i was sleeping in my bed and uh it, my bed is is juan you've been to my house yeah. many times so um you, you the cars the the garage is in the back of my room right so one day i'm sleeping and all of a sudden my room shakes oh shit my room shakes bro and i just hear <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And so I look out of the window, and um, it was both our ex-girlfriend's car smashed against the corner, the of, the corner of the house. <laughs> and I go out in my boxers, and both ours out there in his boxers. <laughs> and his his ex-girl's driving the car, and she's trying to get out of the parking lot, the parking spot. Oh, shit. It's a but, really but tight it's, squeeze. Man. It's such a tight squeeze that even sober, it's kind of hard. Uh -huh. But again, if you do it drunk, it's even 10 times worse. And the, the, the scratch is still there and all that. Um, and I remember it was because of an argument, and she wanted to leave that night, yeah. right? And I um, said, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's your car. You know, and then what <laughs> and she, I knew would happen happened. And she only got as far as crashing into the house. Yep. And then you were like, you see, you can't do it. <laughs> so Voltar got the keys back. She went back inside um, and he parked the car and we were back to normal. <laughs> yep. Start, um, started drinking again. And, and we, also, we also had plenty of incidents on my side of um, the living space where uh, things got really wild, man. Um, I, I definitely don't want to paint my ex as a bad person. Same, same. But um, it got to the point where she would throw things and mm. slam doors mm. and, mm. you know, and sometimes me being drunk would get me to the same level of slamming doors, never throwing things, but yeah, slamming doors and... Uh, it, it was just a really fucked up relationship, you know, and I think if we were both sober, it, it would have been a completely different story um, than the one that we lived. Right. So I wanted to share that both her and I were already experiencing uh, signs of alcoholism during this, because um, at that point, I was not like my my intake was so high um, that I was I was drinking bottles like I would get a bottle for myself and a bottle for her. Mm. And and I, I don't want to throw this too much out there, too. But I remember you guys were doing the same. Oh, you yeah. you yeah. guys had like a handle of fucking Captain, Captain Morgan. Morgan was our poison, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, but it was like the handle. Yeah, the big, big. Yeah. Yeah. The big one. Or yeah. one bottle, you know. Yeah. Uh, for you or sure yeah you or know. you know we yeah exactly you buy one bottle and then uh, all right you know let's get another one because we know we're going to go through this yeah know? so let's 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 pick it up so um, now moving forward on to the problems right I'll, I'll start talking about my problems because you know um there was a lot of really good times and slowly trickled into bad times but for me now problems um they got really bad you know, uh, some really embarrassing stuff happened uh, and, and it happens to a lot of people. And, and and I know that the people listening out there have their fair share amount of embarrassing stories with alcohol. My bad moments started when I was a server and a bartender at work. 
And I was drinking every day, every day during work and after work. And my bad moments started when I started to take it a little too far. And I started a blackout at work, mm. you know, oh, wow. and, and oh, shit. yeah. And that's 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 kind of weird because I would wake up at home from this blackout and I'd be like, yo, did I do everything correct at night? Because anytime you close, you know, you're a closer, there's so much duties that you have to do, right? Like clean the bar and empty this and throw away that and, you know, and make sure that all your checks and bills is paid off and make sure that you gave all of your cash correctly to the manager. It's just so much, right? So I would get home, waking up from this blackout and be like, damn, did I do all of that? And it turns like I would I remember going back into work the next Tuesday, whatever it was. And I'd be like, I'd look around just to see if like anyone was hating me right now you know, because of whatever I did. Yeah. And no, it was it, it was always positive. Right. Like I never fucked it up or anything, but mm. I was already blacking out at work mm. until I got too comfortable with that. And I ended up getting fired from different jobs, you know. Uh, one, one job I remember, uh, I used to work in San Francisco, and I, I went into work really drunk. Like, by this time, I was already calling in sick because I, I would wake up drunk and keep drinking, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where it was like, I can't work like this, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I'm a little too drunk. Like, I still got to get ready and go to bar and you know, and get there. And then the thing with being a server, it's like, you got to pay attention to all the orders that are coming in and, you know, and people are like, Hey, do you, do you remember this? Did you remember it's that? A focus, it's huh? a lot of focus. And so I started to fuck up in those areas. Mm. I started to uh, not punch in the right orders and, mm. and, you know, and fuck up on orders or what people asked me to do. So, um, it came to a point where one day I was at work and somebody had smelled uh, liquor on my breath. And so that day I, 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 I had been drinking a couple nights before that. This night I went to work drunk. And right before I got to work, I, was, I stopped by for a bottle of uh, tequila, mm -hmm. right? And I always kept it in my apron. And I would take little swigs in the bathroom or whatever just to kind of, you know, feel good again. And um, th this time I remember... At lineup, this is right before the, the clients get there. They were like, somebody was like, hey, did you drink today? And I was like, oh, yeah, I had a shot. But being in the industry, it's kind of normal, uh -huh. right? So, but they were like, I don't know. And so I ended up blacking out that night. That night, And I remember that my boss, I just remember vaguely my boss being like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, he's like, these people are complaining about their order. These people are da da da, and I blacked out. Like after that, I don't remember shit. I remember waking up the next day in my house, and being like, "Oh fuck!" And I texted my boss, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, you're suspended for this many days, right?" And so when I went back to work, I had a meeting with all all of my bosses, and they were like, "Hey, dude, um, you can't be drinking like that here." And I was like, "Yeah, no, it was just like this one time." Yeah, yeah. You know, got out of hand. It got out of hand. And then I remember what sucked is that I already knew I was going to get like this again because the next weekend I had requested it some days off to go to a music festival. And by that time, I already knew how I get back from music festivals. I don't I don't just get back from a music festival and and sober up. Yeah. I'm still drinking. You know, I need like three, four, five days to fucking go through a process right. and, and like. Wean out. Wean out, yeah. right? Because yeah. I, I also do want to point out it's that alcohol and I, I want to say opiates too are one of the only mm. substances mm -hmm. you can die of mm -hmm. if you don't taper off right. from it. Yeah, if right? you quit cold turkey. Right. If you quit cold turkey and you're at high levels of alcohol, you can get heart attacks, you seizures. can get seizures, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, which is so interesting because I've heard so many people say, just stop drinking. And they don't understand that when you're so liquored up for that many days, mm -hmm. you can't just quit. Nope. You're going to go through withdrawals. Your body's going to shake. You're going to sweat. You're going to it's it's a really fucked up moment. So it's kind of like up. you got to prepare yourself for that. So anyways, just to finish that story off, I um, I, <laughs> I go to the festival 
And I said, I'm not going to drink that much. <laughs> and I ended up coming back extra fucked up. You know, I got I came back and I, I had to go to work the next day. I went to work fucked up again. You know, I get to work and one of my coworkers smells the liquor on my breath again. And here I go fucking shit up again. And I wake up in my house again. And then I got a text this time that was like, hey, dude, I don't think you should come back to work. Mm. And I was like, damn. I was like, damn. But at the time, again, I'm not paying attention to these signs. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I got fired for being stupid. <laughs> right? Like, I should, I should have known better. Mm -hmm. Versus, yo, I've got a fucking problem. Yeah. You know? And, and again, the signs aren't loud and clear just yet. Right? Which, to a lot of people who are listening, those signs might not be loud and clear just yet. But anyways, um, and then after that, I lost more jobs. Oh, wow. You know, I, I, I got drunk at another one. I got so fucked up from drinking the night before that I went to work drunk again. And, and I was a, ser a, a banquet server at that time. And I was so drunk, I didn't even know where anything was at. I was, I was new to the company, and, and I trusted on somebody being like, hey, dude, I'm pretty fucked up right now. I, I cannot do this. And he's like, dad, don't worry. Turns out he snitched on me. They looked yeah. at the cameras. They saw I was, it was one of those uh, beer, <laughs> poor beer and wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was drinking most of it. <laughs> <laughs> one for you, I was, two for I me. I was filling those big hydro flasks. Oh, yeah. With, like, IPAs and just pounding it, dude. And any moment, I felt like I was starting to get shaky from not drinking, here I go taking three, four big gulps of this Damn. shit just to fucking be back, you know? Yahoo. And here I go again, losing another job. Same thing. They called me there. I, I realized that I wasn't on the schedule the next week, and I tried contacting all of my managers. None of them answered. I gave a bullshit excuse that day, which is fucked up. I said somebody died in my family, oh, and that I went to work drunk because I was drinking because of their funeral. Oh, yeah, really fucked up lie. But it's 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 see when when you're an addict, the lies start to come quicker to you. Mm -hmm. They are now solutions instead of wanting to fix your problems. You fix them with lies. You start yeah. to hide the alcoholism. You start to hide the bottles. You start to hide hide how drunk you are. Uh -huh. You start to hide these embarrassing stories, mm. right? Because you know that the moment that you start to talk about these stories, people are going to call you an alcoholic. And you yeah. know that. Yeah. And you don't want to be called that. No. Nope. You know? So for me, those were the beginning of my problems, right? Um getting fired, losing relationships, right? Because my partners were telling me, hey, you're drinking a little too much. Hmm. And I decided to push that off and still go to these parties, right? They got tired of me. They were like, hey, this dude's not, he doesn't want to do relationship stuff. Mm -hmm. He just wants to party, party, you know? I'm curious to know if you remember when problems started to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, in, in a general term, uh, problems started to happen when I would end up in jail. Drunk tanks. Oh, shit. Uh, whether it was, as we spoke in previous, at the Raider games or just being out in Berkeley, you know, a random night with your girl or your boys. Uh, and you end up uh, blacking out. And you're wandering the streets, uh, and suddenly a cop just comes up and sees that you're just, you know, a little too wobbly or whatever. Or, or actually, you don't, you don't even know what you're, what kind of chaos you're causing. Sure, yeah. And so for me, it was uh, just having multiple <laughs> stints at these uh, at these drunk tanks. Yeah. And the one that stuck uh, the most was um, I was uh, in Berkeley and uh, partying with uh, one of our boys out there, and. Um, suddenly you know everything just goes black and the first thing i remember is just me knocking on a door oh fuck oh shit just like hey hey and and slowly i'm coming back but what ended up happening is like i was it's just a random ass apartment complex somebody's random door i'm just knocking on the door five in the morning six in the morning <laughs> right fuck. they call the cops and the cops come and luckily man no problems. They didn't think like I was trying to break in. They just saw that I was drunk. But 
Was there somebody in the house? Somebody was in the house. They were the ones who called, and luckily they didn't. They didn't open the door. They, no, luckily they didn't open the door, or yeah. I didn't really try wow. to force myself in there. But that, for me, was the eye-opening thing because I could have, I could, I could have caused some. Somebody could have sure. died. Somebody, I could have sure. died. Somebody thought I was breaking in or trying to harm them, yeah. or get your ass beat. Get your ass you beat. Know? Co- you know, say the wrong thing to the cops. Blah yeah. blah blah. For me, where were you at before this? This is Berkeley, like downtown Berkeley. So yeah. you were just getting trashed with your friends, just, just, yeah, and then you time. left the pact or something. We all just kind of separated, at, you know. And yeah, it I'm turns sure you... out they, you know, they were also, you know, blacked out and stuff like that, and, wow. and, and you just don't know where you end up. And how far do you now? remember what like what building where like around what oh, area no. You oh were no, no 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 I you remember no that no wow. no i don't know exactly where i just know in berkeley and and luckily you know what like i, I they didn't send, they didn't take me to jail wow they, they maybe because it was the beginning shift at 5 6 a.m uh the the, the one of the and cops you didn't and you didn't really do anything stupid I mean, they could have easily taken you for like, what is it like, uh, home invasion or something? Or, no, or, no, or no, no. Be- breaking uh, and entering? Or something? No, no, no. Because, well, I don't know if banging on a door is considered breaking nah. and entering, wow. but um, like being drunk, drunk in public—that's public, yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 So they, public intoxication, right? And for the most part, that I've heard, uh, and I think you talked about this too. Sometimes they just take you into sober up. Sure. Right. And that and that's all the times that I was in the drunk tank was just sober up. I didn't get no no legal no court, issues, no, no court, anything. Yeah. You wake up in a few hours. All right, get out of here. Don't yeah. do it again. Yeah. Uh, wow, they, dude. But this time, yeah, they just uh, the, the one of the cops looked at me. He's like. You're not gonna do this again, are you, sir? You're gonna go home right now, and you're gonna. Did know. they? Did they take you home? And so the cop, he's like, "Get in the back of my car, and I'm gonna take you to the Bart station, and you're gonna go straight oh, home to Bart. Drop me off at the Bart. Where station. Where were you living at the time? In, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, with you? <laughs> with you? No. Uh, uh, I no. Think it was probably Pleasanton with my sister okay. or something. All but, right. But but either way, anyways, and I had to go to work that morning. Fuck. Managed to fucking drive this big old van to san francisco just hammered yammered but uh, uh able to focus able to focus enough to to do the job i know i definitely smelled like it i'm sure the the, the people that i worked Dang. with smell like it yeah it, it was a lucky day but that also just really it, it just lit something under me it was like hey man that's that's this is definitely an issue yeah and that was the big the, the first big big time and 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 but you drank more after that well, oh well come on yeah it was it, it, just like well just like <laughs> well, you come yeah, on come on you know who you're talking sure. to right yeah, no, yeah. But exactly just like you you know it, it was it was a one time thing you know that where a big big issue really or it could have gotten worse and i really it really scared me man it really scared me because because i had no idea what i was doing my stories are just like i work in this and that right but that it's like scary because uh cops are involved yeah thank goodness whatever however things played out that day i mean they could have gone completely south and and forget banging on the door and getting the wrong person that's already bad on its own but like roaming the streets oh yeah right Mm -hmm. get at you know late at night like who is out there right it's Mm -hmm. like people who are up to no good you you know what i do remember and it's just it's just a funny uh note is i have a picture i took a picture uh, a selfie with a homeless guy that's the one (laughs) fucking pick like proof of what happened you know it was that so you know it's just like man i I can i can already like see you going through your phone at some point and be like oh Oh, fuck i forgot about this shit There is a part where at least I know um, at at a job you were at, right? Um, You were going in pretty drunk. Yeah, man. So, so that uh, Berkeley was one of the scary moments, but it didn't stop me. And yes, in one of my 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 high level, uh, I would call it my grown up job because it had it was good pay, benefits, all of that. Yeah, it's something you dream of, you know, or or what you want to get. Yeah, something you can probably retire. Totally. Yeah, Yeah. man. Um, and people are retiring there. Yeah. Yeah. Already. And um, yeah, exactly. And um, I, through the years, I started drinking a lot. Started drinking liquor, and it was to the point where it was just liquor. Vodka was the choice because wow. you can hide it. Doesn't oh, yeah. smell as much. Uh, you know, etc. Um, I wouldn't. I would wake up, go to the liquor store in the morning, pick up little tiny little shooters you know so that i can just hide in my backpack whatever and uh just so that i can function at work man yeah and and that's kind of the same thing right like you were already drunk the night before oh yeah and this is this is this is me this is me at this point i have been drinking for 
days, maybe weeks. Wow. It is part of my daily routine yeah. to wake up, start drinking just so that I can make it to work, work, go yeah. home and work. And then once I'm off, hey, man, all right, let's pick up time a real to, bottle. Time and to let's ramp chill. it up. Yeah, Dang. ramp it I'll up. I'll worry about tomorrow. 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 Right. Right. But again, you wake, up, you wake up tomorrow and it's that same routine, same routine. except now. Your body is a bit more dependent lot on that liquor, yes. right? Like it, it's not like it's a, a repetitive day. No. It's you do the same things as the day before, but it's now like your body has more liquor in it. It's now your withdrawals are going to be worse, mm -hmm. and every day that passes by, mm -hmm. you're you're only setting yourself up for failure. Or for a longer fucking uh, withdrawal, yeah, yeah, recovery Pain, painful, process. Painful, yeah. So what people may not know is that what alcohol does eventually, it changes the way your body works, the, mm. the, your, the inside of your body to where, you know, you don't need alcohol to function, but because you have it so much, it's used to it, now it needs it. And, it, and this is where the, you know, if you cold turkey yet you could die is because now yeah. it is part of your system wow. it's in your blood man yeah um and so you can't stop yeah you can't stop because you go through all these I, bad things i so i know someone that's been in like sober living before and they made the mistake it, it, it sorry it, it's kind of like sober living but it's more more so like a religious kind of thing right mm. like a like a home uh for addicts but it's like you know they teach you religion and stuff mm -hmm. like that right mm -hmm. but i do know of a story of someone who was locked up they came in liquored the fuck up right like and i'm talking about a, a homeless person they've been drinking liquor for i'm sure a month or more right and then so they lock them up because they have no experience on what they're doing or how to treat alcoholism. So what they do to this person is that they locked them up in a room, shut the door, locked it up, put the keys away, and homeboy was banging on the door for over a day. Wow. And the people outside of that room were like, hey, man, we should maybe do something. And the person responsible of that place was like, nah, let him sober up. Tough love. The person died. They had a heart attack mm -hmm. from that, right? I mean, I don't know what ends up happening there. Who's responsible? Who, if mm -hmm. like, if there's mm -hmm. any charges or anything? Mm -hmm. But I do know that he did die from a heart attack due to that, right? Mm -hmm. I also do want to say that within my own family, I've had family members die from alcoholism. Oh, wow. Both, uh, what, is, is that how you say? It? And I know in Spanish it's cirrhosis. Yeah, cirrhosis of the liver. Cirrhosis, mm -hmm. right? Um, this is such a long time span that it takes from when you take your first drink and you're having a good time to the point where you're starting to ruin a lot of things for you and beyond, right? Mm -hmm. If you still don't pay attention to the signs, then your life just gets worse and worse and worse and worse, whether you like it or not. That's where uh, addiction takes you, yeah, right? Like yeah. there is no balancing addiction because then it's not addiction, Right. Like <laughs> addiction, you just can't balance it. And ultimately it ruins your life. Yeah, man. Right. 100%. So we ran out of time for today. Yeah. Um, and the next subject that I want uh, us to talk about and for the people listening and uh, staying up to date with these uh, episodes is that the next episode I think this is where the good stuff happens. Like, and by good stuff, I mean the heavy stuff, mm. right? Like to me, I have plenty of embarrassing stories. A lot of things that I would never thought of sharing, and I'm sure you might have your own, mm -hmm. totally. right? Um, but now realizing that first, everybody who struggles with addiction has their own stories, mm -hmm. right? And second, realizing that it is my duty, it is my responsibility to share these things to help someone like me in my past, because I think if I've already said it, that I've heard stories that changed my life. Yeah. But if I would have heard these stories sooner, that could have helped too. maybe not as impactful. I don't know, but it would have put something in me. Yeah. Right. Totally. Like maybe like an awareness of mm -hmm. like, hey, mm -hmm. wow, these are signs that I am headed that way. Right. You will never come out of addiction without a shit ton of problems, mm. you know? Yeah, true. You got to go. You got to, yeah, you're, you're going to, you're going to, 
you're gonna fuck up your life somehow mm -hmm. whether it's with a partner or friends or parents job. or job or all kinds of shit right for me it was a lot of things mm -hmm. um but the key here is to realize where you're at mm -hmm. and if you think you have a problem reach out man reach out to us reach out to another alcoholic reach out to somebody who's all already sobered up and stuff and man listen to their stories mm -hmm. and i promise you man that even if it doesn't change your life it would change the way that you see your own process with whatever substance you're using with whatever you know kind of addiction you might have um it's always good to hear other people's stories and be like god damn I'm worse than that dude, or I'm not as bad as that dude, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? But but I do want to say that even to the person that you could be like, I will never be that. <laughs> oh, I promise you that if you keep going, mm -hmm. you will be that and more. I've said it. That's right. <laughs> you know, I've said that before. I, yeah. I'd never be that, and there I was. Yeah, I, I was that, and worse, and worse. <laughs> right, and and luckily, dude, I'm I'm so grateful that our worst wasn't even worse right like yeah. it could have been so much more than that because i know people who still dude they're homeless literally homeless mm -hmm. and they still have not gotten it that, that they have a fucking yeah. problem yeah right like they they're still excusing even their homelessness yeah. right because it's someone else's fault and somebody did this to me and that trauma and this and that right yeah, yeah. but ultimately the the person who's getting hurt here is just you and yourself and the people around you mm -hmm. you know so the next podcast I want to let go of a lot of stories because it it helped me. I had so much guilt going at the time that, that I thought that I needed to swallow these stories mm -hmm. and live mm -hmm. with them on my own for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I do want to say that the moment that I shared them with people, when I shared them in AA, God, man, that was a fucking load that, you know, was lifted off of my back. Yeah. And doing these podcasts, for me, it's a reminder of all the dumb shit that I did with alcohol and substance abuse, right? Yeah. And for me, I walk out of these uh, podcasts being like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm three years sober. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not that person who I used to be because I'm no longer that, yeah. right? But but I am no, you know, I'm no longer in a fucking shit show that I didn't know how to get out of. Yeah, man. You know? Feels good. So yeah. anyways, Juan, I know there's not a whole lot, <laughs> you're, you, you know, uh, that we touch with you but i appreciate you being here it helps, um, it helps having a, yeah because there are guy. there are those questions that we always want to ask somebody who's hasn't been in our shoes and uh and and it also helps us have somebody here who is finding out yeah about yeah, all the shit because this is stuff we haven't shared with you either yeah Right. So uh, it, it always helps to have someone listen to this and, you know, you get to see our point of view and how our story developed. But anyways, guys, uh, thanks for listening again. We'll try to drop a podcast pretty soon. Um, I, I, I want to just quickly say this because I always fucking stretch the, the outros. <laughs> um, God, man, the amount of people that have reached out since the last podcast. Oh, yeah. It's overwhelming. It's really cool. A lot of people who are past users, Love a it. lot of people who are still going through it, a lot of people who aren't as bad, but are kind of going through it. So many people have reached out and said, hey, man, I'm glad you're doing this for people who are going through it because I wish I had this mm. when I was going through it. That's what it's about. People saying, fuck yeah, dude, thanks for being so honest because I have my stories. I've got people saying, hey, dude, I have all this fucking guilt built, built inside of me. I want to be a part of that podcast. Like all kinds of shit, man. Cool, so man. thank you for everyone who's reached out. Continue to do so, man. It, it makes us feel great to know that we somehow are impacting even just the, the circle of friends around us right so if we can help one person everybody always says that but if we can help one person that is enough and i hope we can help more than that yeah, so anyways guys um stay tuned for the next one later late bye bye